Taking care of senior and older adults can be intimidating and overwhelming, but fortunately, AgeWise Colorado is working to provide a roadmap to connect individuals and families to helpful resources that can ease the complexities, challenges, and stresses of aging issues. I'm excited to be back from a summer break and have a conversation with AgeWise Colorado President Bob Brocker on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast, where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and I am excited to have a conversation with Bob Brocker, founder and president of AgeWise Colorado, a mission-driven organization devoted to filling the significant information gap for older Coloradans and their families struggling to find helpful, trustworthy resources when or before aging-related issues arise. Through his work, Bob has become an expert in this field. He has spent nearly seven years working with the Denver Regional Council of Governments, Dr. Cog, as a member of the Advisory Committee on Aging. In 2020, Bob became a founding board member of the Colorado Center for Aging, where he still serves, and that same year, he started AgeWise Colorado. Bob has enjoyed a long career in transportation consulting and has worked as a rail operations consultant both domestically with the U.S. Department of Transportation, among others, and internationally as well. Bob spent more than 25 years with the J.R. Bentley Company, a transportation management and process improvement organization. Outside of AgeWise Colorado and the Colorado Center for Aging, Bob also serves on the board of A Little Help, which is another organization that helps seniors thrive. He was also awarded the Citizen Award from Dr. Cog in 2021, and I'm thrilled to have him here. Bob, welcome, and thanks for being with me. Well, thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate the invitation. So how would you describe AgeWise Colorado to somebody that doesn't know anything about it? Uh, The way I would describe it is to say that, um, first, you know, we all have parents or had parents at some point in time. And so um, a lot of those parents and grandparents and other family members find themselves in a situation uh, over time where they might need a little help uh, with some with some aspect of their lives. And um, oftentimes, and even more so these days, that that help falls on, on family members to yep. provide sure. and caregiving. And so um, one thing that I've learned in doing this work for the last several years is that there there isn't really a good place for people to come and learn about um, those aging-related issues, be able to attend free educational events, and to find uh, actually vetted service providers who can help with those um, caregiving situations when they when they do arise. And so I uh, decided to create this uh, about three years ago. And uh, we got a little initial funding from the Next 50 initiative, which is a foundation here in Colorado focused on aging, non-related nonprofit organizations. And um, and then we were able to launch our our website in uh, July of 2021. Awesome. So we've been doing this now for a couple of years. Um, We have uh, our traffic 
to our website, which is all you now our website is entirely free to use. Um, so it's anybody, anybody can use it. Yeah. Um, and uh, probably about 20 percent of our site visits are actually from people outside the state of Colorado, huh. and primarily looking for information. And in those cases, and and also service providers, you know, people who have, you know, have parents in another state or maybe they live in another state and have parents here, uh, grandparents, whoever can just be, uh, you know, a good friend. And then um, uh, we are getting uh, about twenty five hundred site visits every month now. Wow, fantastic. Um, We have a, a newsletter that we put out every week. And that goes to uh, almost 2,500 people. Nice. So, you know, we're, we're slowly and surely getting the word out that we exist so that more people know what other organizations exist yeah. that are available to help them when, when they need help. Right. Because it's an interesting situation when you're the children and suddenly now the tables have turned where you have to take care of your parents um, it, it's overwhelming having having been there. It it is overwhelming, and to have a a place like this where you can go is awesome. And it's got to be such a giant stress reliever for so many people. So, how do you go about vetting the partners and the resources uh, that that you're you know recommending and finding trustworthy on your website? Well. We have like about three three classifications of provide per, what we call participating providers. One is government agencies, which you know you don't need to vet a government agency. Right. They're, they're, um, next is nonprofit organizations, and then finally for profit organizations. And so, depending on the size of those two two types of organizations, the nonprofits and for profits. Uh, we're often uh, able to do a background check on the owner or CEO, executive director, yeah. uh, you name it, of uh, that organization. And uh, that helps a lot. Um, and um, in addition to that, or uh, we can also we also do checks of the like secretary of state uh, if, if an organization is licensed for for being able to do some particular service. We check licenses and complaints, uh, Better Business Bureau. Oh, um, and and one of the one of the key things that we do is because we've been involved in, in this space of aging in Colorado for so many years. Um, we actually know a lot of people too. Yeah. And so, you know, we can call up folks that we know and trust and say, hey, what do you know about this organization? And so um, we're, we're very careful about who we put on our website. Um, we uh, we don't require a payment to be on our website as a provider. Uh, awesome. We do have a, a schedule of suggested donations, but we don't require people to make that uh, make those donations. Because our our primary goal is to expose roughly three million people in Colorado who are over the age of forty, so the caregiving age and the and older, uh, to what's available to them yeah. uh, when when they need it, you know, and that could mean a lot a lot of different things. No uh, kidding. Uh, so it could mean you know uh, help with financial stuff and 
even people in that sandwich generation, that roughly 40 to 60 age group, uh, can often find that they could use some help yeah. themselves with uh, some of these things. For sure. And, there's a lot of uh, a lot of attention being paid to uh, aging in place, of course, and uh, you know more providers are now more healthcare providers are are coming to people's homes. So right. that's changed. Uh, Medicare and Medicaid have stepped up their uh, their reimbursements so that uh, to encourage more people to, to live in, in their homes. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a trend and uh, it's one that also calls up, sometimes calls up the need for home modifications and um, and so on. So. Sure. Well, and what I, I love about it is, you know, having had to navigate this before is you can maybe find something here, something here, you know, some government stuff here, you know, some local nonprofit stuff to bring this all together. So it's under one roof and, you know, so to speak, um, is awesome. So, you know, when did you really or what motivated you to start this to see when you saw that there was this gap out there? What kind of was the instigator to getting this going? Well, a couple of things. I mean, one, I was in I've been in that situation myself. Um, My uh, my parents, you know, I grew up in Indiana. My parents were still living there. So it was my my mother was, you know, she was widowed and living alone. And um, that's what first attracted me to uh, a little help, frankly, because I could see the need for having community volunteers to help people in yeah. their homes. And then uh, but then as time went on, you know, it became apparent that there was a need for things like uh, home delivered meals and nutritious yeah. meals because she couldn't cool. cook anymore. And just upkeep on the house and all all those kinds of things. And then the other thing, uh, you know, I've been involved with this, uh, the Dr. Cogger Agency on Aging, you know, advisory committee for a number of years, as you mentioned. And the, um, I would ask people, well, you know, do you know about the area agencies on aging? And like nine times out of 10, the answer was, who are they? What do they do? And so I thought, you know, here's an organization that's been around for over 50 years. They're funded by the federal and state government. They're everywhere in the country, yeah. in every county, in every in every state. And no one's heard of them. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they're here to serve people over the age of 60 and uh, primarily lower income, although it's not necessarily always lower right. income, but, uh, but typically is. And so, you know, People don't know about this. There's thousands of other organizations they don't know about. Uh, and so how do we fix that? And so that, that was the, those those two things, I guess, those were the impetus for actually getting this kicked off. So That's, that's awesome. It's the story of every great nonprofit, right? You see a need and you jump in to, to tackle it. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the, one of the super interesting things I saw on your website was, is now, you know, Colorado, Adults ages 65 and older and people over 60 now exceeds that of people under 18, which mm-hmm. I think what that really translates and what that says to me is that these issues of aging are going to impact, you know, more than just the senior and older adult population, but the families and the younger people as well. Is that right? 
Oh, very much so. And it's also impacting, and, and this is this is a point that I try to make too with employers is you have employees in that sandwich generation, which most employers do. Yep. And um, they need to know that we exist. Right. Uh, because they're the ones that, you know, get thrown into these situations. Plus, over time, somewhere between 20 and 25% of all adult children will become a caregiver for an older family wow. member. One in four. Wow. And it's, and it's like, it's like a lottery because you don't know what it's going to be. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and it can happen overnight. So, you know, it's like everything looks good. Um, then something happens and it's not so good. So you've got to, you know, step in and try to help. And there is and, no uh, owner's manual for that. Is there? No, and, and and exactly, and we're kind of trying to provide at least no part of the there is right. Now there <laughs> yeah. is, um, yeah. No, that's a good way to say it, and um, so that's that's what we're all about. I mean, you know, we know these situations are going to continue to occur, yeah. and how do, how do we best deal with them? And then right. also on the employer side, we already know too that. Um, I've talked to people who have had to quit their jobs. I'm going to say to become a, a caregiver yep. for yep. a family member and or, you know, reduce their hours and so mm -hmm. on. And we also know from from a couple of surveys that have been done that the out of pocket cost for being a family caregiver for an older person is, is averages about $8,000 a year. Wow. And, um, and that doesn't include lost wages, right. um, lost contributions to retirement plans and, and so on. And it, and it also, and, and I saw this with my parents too, is uh, once you become a caregiver, your own health starts to decline. Um, right. Because you you neglect because you're giving well, to other people. Yeah. And it it's stress, you know, oh. it's, stress is something that a lot of people just ignore, but it's it's, it's going to get you anyway, whether you it know it or not. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So when you talk about the, these networks of resources out there and, um, you know, you guys are bringing this all together, which is awesome, because what do you think are, are really some soft spots um, that, that folks might really need to be aware of in dealing with these issues that, you know, age-wise Colorado is helping to solve? Well, we have 11 categories of service providers on our website. Wow. And so... Under, so if you go to our website, which I would encourage anybody who's listening to this to do that. Me too. Me too. Agewisecolorado.org. Um, make sure it's agewisecolorado.org. And then, um, you know, you'll see those 11 categories of, of providers. And if you click on any one of those, you get a drop down of, of subcategories. And um, you can also search on area of the state you know, that you're interested in or, you know, a type of provider that you're interested in. And um, this, the, the website is laid out really well and it's pretty easy to find stuff. Um, some of the areas that, that I see a lot, a lot of attention being paid are related to end of life, mm. uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, um, 
geriatric care, healthcare, geriatric healthcare providers, um, home modifications, you know, related to fall prevention. You know, we, we all we all have heard and we know that um, falling is one of the worst things that can happen to an, yep. to an older adult. Yep. Uh, and then, um, you know, uh, being help with signing up for Medicare and Medicaid. Um, it's complicated, isn't it? Uh, they're, you know, Medicaid's actually worse than Medicare. Mm. Um, and so there are people who help help with that. Some, you know, and they don't charge for what they do. Um, so you need to, people need to know about them. Right. Um, the whole area of, you know, life planning, you know, and do you have a will? I mean, right. unfortunately, many people don't have a will. And um, some people need an estate plan as well. And that helps everybody, you know, including yeah. heirs. So um, this whole, uh, you know, the whole mental health thing too has gotten to a lot of attention, and and it needs to have a lot of attention. Right. So I think uh, what I'm seeing, at least with our culture, is that mental health is slowly being something that people can talk about. Yeah. Because you can't disassociate mental health from physical health. I mean, no, and, and the trauma of just, having to deal with a you know sick parent or you know traumatic event like a fall or like you say something happens overnight. Now you're a caregiver. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Well, the other thing too is you know we all have this habit now of googling things, <laughs> and so uh, so. To Google, you know, who started a movie that you liked or getting a recipe or, you know, those kinds of things. That's it's that's all very helpful, useful information when you need it. But when you start Googling things related to aging and in-home care and those kinds of things, you know, um, it's overwhelming. Uh, yeah. yeah. And who and um, can I trust this information that I'm seeing that I found? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, after everyone. you know, we, we all see it when we use Google. I mean, you know, there's a the, the first page is typically people who have paid, you know, to be there. Right. Right. <laughs> so. So you have to ask yourself, well, is, is that the best choice just because they're on the top of the first page? Yeah. Um, well, can you share a favorite success story uh, that you've had with AgeWise Colorado since you launched it? Um, well, we had one person that wrote us a note and said, you saved my life. Wow. <laughs> no, Say that's no. a success. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't know how we did that, um, but uh, that's what she said. Um, Fantastic. And we've, we've had a few others, you know, you know, written in and said, um, I wish I had known about your organization. This this came from, you know, uh, uh, an adult child. But um, I wish I had known about your organization six months ago. It would have saved me a huge amount of time yeah. and um, and energy. So it's, it's things like that that we know yeah. are happening every day. Yeah. And uh, we, don't, we don't always hear about them, but we know they're out there. That's awesome. Well, you know, AgeWise Colorado is a nonprofit, but you and I both know that just means that's just the tax code. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, what's really been effective, uh, an effective fundraising strategy for you to keep the 
organization sustained and, and, you know, all the business stuff that you've learned over the years, how is that helping you uh, keep the organization going? Well, we continue, continually look at how we can um, do a better job at raising funds. Um, the grant route is um, very difficult. Uh, there are probably in the neighborhood of 25,000 nonprofits in the state of Colorado alone. And uh, so it's uh, highly competitive. And um, so we've had decent success in getting donations from providers, but, you know, it's by no means a hundred percent. And, and then we've had a couple of uh, sponsorships that have come in. So that helps. Um, so those are the the primary sources of funding. Um, you know, I'm a volunteer. Our executive director is a volunteer. Uh, we have a volunteer writer. Um, so we're um, we're very careful. You know how we spend our money, and That's so um, you know we we know that this is the right thing to do, yeah. and we know that that we're going to be successful doing it. And so we uh, we just keep plugging along here. Well, I, I admire you for that. But, you know, through your career, you, you know, obviously done a lot domestically, internationally, uh, worked with some big organizations. Um, but what have been, you know, some leadership, bedrock leadership principles for you uh, that you've leaned on over the years, especially in your nonprofit work? Well, there's something that pops into my mind pretty frequently uh, related to um, when I was going to college back in Indiana, I had a, uh, a professor in my first management class who, who laid out this acronym called POMCI. So this is the, the role of, of you as a leader and manager in an organization. So it's uh, planning organizing, uh, motivating, controlling, but controlling the money in this case, um, and innovating. So it's, it's five things and it's pretty simple. And, um, and I've thought about, I, I have thought about that POMCI my entire life, actually, ever since I learned it. So <clears throat> I think those, uh, yeah, I'm, there are so many leadership books and out there, you know, about how to be a better leader in classes and all that stuff. But it really does just boil down to those things. Um, if you can do all those things well, then then you're going to be successful. And the people who in your organization are going to be successful. POMCI wrote that down. I'm going to be ripping that off from now on. Thank you. for that. <laughs> uh, sure. So what what keeps you energized? And, and keeps you excited about the future of AgeWise Colorado? Well, it's just, I, I just know it's the right thing to be doing. And um, I really enjoy doing it. Um, enjoy seeing, you know, people using what we have available. Uh, we do these, we do webinars every month, some usually twice a month. And so it's an opportunity for all of us. To, I mean, I learn something you know, every time we do a webinar. And so, uh, and the audience does as well. And then uh, we record all those. They're all on our website. We, we've done 34 of them so far. Wow. And we have two more scheduled this month. And um, 
And we're also getting these translated into Spanish. Uh, so, you know, we, we know there's a large Spanish speaking population mm -hmm. and, um, and we need to reach them too. So um, we're, we're working pretty hard to do that. So, um, you know, I, uh, it just boils down to knowing that, that we're doing something that needs to be done. And so, um, and, and we have fun doing it. So I'll, I'll change gears a little bit as we wind down. Uh, but what is something that you will read, listen to, or watch today? I, I listen to a lot of books. <laughs> so I, um, in fact, I just finished one a little while ago. So um, I have a book here right now that I started reading, a, a, a real a hardcover book. It's called Outlive. Uh, you may have heard of it. Um, so it's about, it's basically, it's written by a doc. And it's about um, living a healthier lifestyle when you're younger so that when you're older, you know, you have in those ingrained habits and uh, you continue to live a healthy lifestyle. Uh, it's, so it's more about, you know, it's about prevention of healthcare yeah. issues as opposed to fixing things that are broken. Um, and we we need to do a lot more of that. I mean, it's uh, sure, sure. the expense of fixing is uh, so much greater than it is of preventing. Sure. And uh, and then there's a lot more pain involved as well. So <clears throat> that's awesome. I'm a lifetime learner. I love it. So is there anybody that you would point to as a role model for you throughout your career? Mm. Yeah, probably so. Um, I think my my mother actually. <laughs> she um was a very kind and giving person. So I think that you know that's a trait, those are traits that I, I hope that I that, that I have in my own my own self. And uh and I think I do. But um, sometimes more than others. So um, so that's um, that's what I strive to do is is be, be more like what she was. So I love it. Like a buddy of mine said, we're all mama's boys. So it's a great answer. <laughs> other than uh, AgeWise Colorado, is there an organization out there? And I know you're on a few boards and everything else, but there are, are there any organizations out there that you really admire the work they're doing or want to give a shout out to? Well, always uh, a little help. I mean, I, I love what a little help does. Um, that, I mean, and that organization has grown from a tiny little all volunteer nonprofit, you know, 15 years ago to having a, a staff of about 12 people or so. I mean, I don't know. The, I don't remember the exact number, but it's a number. And, and also uh, covers all of Denver Metro and Larimer County and now Grand Junction. So it's, uh, awesome. it's just being able to serve more, more people who, who obviously need to be served. Yeah. And um, so that, that's definitely um, one organization. And then I think that, uh, anybody who's doing advocacy work at the, particularly at the state level, I mean, we, we don't, we, it's hard to have much influence at the federal level unless you yeah. spend a lot of time in DC, right. but um, yeah, people who are doing work in, in advocacy here for the state, for older adult issues, uh, most definitely. So, you know, AARP does a lot of that Colorado center for aging, which used to be called the Colorado senior lobby. And now the uh, 
the government uh, committee, which is called the Colorado Commission on Aging. So, and there are there are others as well, but those are the the ones that come to mind. And uh, so that kind of work is really important because, as you mentioned earlier, our demographics are are tilting very much to you know an older an aging population, and uh, and we you know business as usual is just not going to work. Right. So That's we have to make some changes. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And my last one, we kind of mentioned it earlier, but what's the best way for somebody to find you and learn more about AgeWise Colorado? Well, the best way is to just uh, go on the internet and put in agewisecolorado.org and that'll take you to our website. And from there, um, I highly recommend spending 15 minutes Um, and just navigating around the website, learning what's there. Um, And then once you know what's there, Go back and find those things that really interest you to do the most. Um, absolutely check out, you know, we have over 150 informational articles that have all been written here in the state of Colorado. These are not things that we pulled off some website somewhere. That's awesome. Um, so, um, and uh, we have a great volunteer writer who contributes very heavily. And uh, and look at these webinars. Um there's some really great information on the webinars and every single one of those has uh, the, the, the people who speak on those, the panelists are also from among our providers that are listed mm-hmm. on our website. So they're the experts in that, whatever field that is. So, um, I mean, it, it's there for you to use. Yep. Um, if you don't use it, I mean, it's just a loss. That's all. Wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got you bookmarked for sure. We will put all that in the show notes so people will have an easier time finding you. Bob, I'm grateful for your time. So great to learn about what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work. All right. Well, thanks so much, Jay. I appreciate being here and it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Bob for his work and devotion to helping the ever-growing aging population. This podcast has been brought to you by JC Charity Services. Running a nonprofit is hard, and if you'd like to learn how we can bolster your efforts and help your team reach its goals, I'd love to have a conversation with you. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. To learn more about AgeWise Colorado, visit their website at agewisecolorado.org. Check the show notes for links, and if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd be grateful if you'd share it with a friend. Until next time, I hope you're inspired to find a way to make our world better. Our world better.